David here from Project Daybreak, talking about the upcoming talents all around the world. Now we have a new guest for our mic, but I'll let him introduce himself. Hello, this is Eric, the founder of Darling Serpents. Now, first of all, Darling Serpents, uh, where are you guys based? We are based in uh, the Midwest of the U.S. Uh, we're in Omaha. Uh, initially uh, started out as a, a local project, uh, an outlet for us to uh, to play with songs that didn't fit into uh, in the in bands that we were participating in, and it's really grown uh, to be an international thing with uh, people from uh, Sweden, Luxembourg, the U.K. Uh, participating in. in uh, adding tracks to our songs. Oh, okay, that's really nice. Any Belgians in or? Not yet. Although you know, <laughs> we always have a spot, David. If you want to come and play some spoons or something, you you can come. Okay. <laughs> um, now, of course, the, the the name Darling Serpents. How did you come up with it? Oh, oh. Uh, well, that that is an interesting question, and and I always kind of make a joke that uh, it relates to the uh, the very small size of our of our male members. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it actually uh, it uh, developed uh, primarily uh, because uh, uh, I like the interplay between uh, something being cute and something being dangerous, and so that's kind of uh, how we put ourselves forth: is that we're we're cute, but we're also a little dangerous. Okay, and, and since when did you guys start? Since when did the, the, the yeah the band came up? Well, um, Darling Serpents grew largely out of my uh, experiences with two Omaha area bands, uh, Chemical Solutions and Spring Loaded. And both bands had kind of run their course, um, and I was looking for a new creative outlet. And honestly, I, I was uh, kind of used to the whole uh, band cycle. This was about, oh, I, I guess, uh, we we released our first EP uh, in August. Uh, so earlier uh, in that, of 2013, I was looking for a, a new creative outlet, and I was used to the, uh, the band cycle of meet some new guys and then jam, uh, get some songs together, practice, book gigs, push your merchandise and record and various things. And, and I, I really wanted to try and do something a little different because um, I was tired of, of pigeonholing my musical interests. And I really wanted to rock out with artists of every genre because if it's well-written and well-played, I can dig it, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. And so there the idea of Darling Surface was born. So really, we create for no other reason than we have to. I mean, there's no choice in the matter. You know, <laughs> It's going to ooze out somehow. And so my mission really started out as uh, to steal or, well, borrow the very best creative talent that I could find in Omaha, no matter what the genre. Um, I, I wanted to pair a speed metal virtuoso with a country singer or have a blues harmonica specialist rock out with some old school punkers, you know, I, I wanted to do something fun, 
Uh, and I wanted that uh, that feeling like when you first get into a new romance and it's so exciting. You know, every song uh, should feel that way to me, you know. Um, and so uh, we we grab it all, slap it into a bag and shake it up and see what comes out. So actually with every song you're cheating on the, the previous one. or <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell the other songs. I'll, I'll try, I'll try. <laughs> Now, uh, where did it all begin for you? Did you st start at a young age or? Yeah, you know, I've been playing in bands for 15 or 20 years and uh, um, I enjoy pretty much every, you know, if it's well written, I like it. You know what I mean? And uh I think it's really uh, actually very exciting uh, to, to to jam with people, and and I try not to walk into a song with a predetermined idea of where it's going to go or what genre it's even going to be. You know, mm -hmm. I like the I like the idea, the excitement of you know somebody comes up with an idea and you go, oh, that's great. You know, what can we do to make that better? And so um, that's really the the core of our philosophy is that. Uh, We just, you know, in small increments, we just try and make it better and better. And, and uh, it's collaborative. It's a workshop kind of environment. And it started out, you know, just in, in my basement. And it grew to be, you know, uh, exchanging stuff digitally with people on different continents. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah, that sounds like, like, of course, a big project, especially when you're working together with people you don't even see in person. I think yeah. uh, it gives an extra edge to the songs. We recently had a, a, a radio station interview, and uh, I got to hear uh, the drummer uh, for uh, our new single, uh, Pavlov Zog, uh, Adam Sundin, uh, for the very first time on that interview. And it was really a trip to, to think that, you know, hey, I just created this really exciting song to me with this guy, and I'd never even heard his voice before. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and do you often uh, notice, for example, because you talked about Sweden and, and UK, and uh, do you notice a difference, like in, in culture or in appreciation of the music uh, with, you know, people from Europe or people from, from the States? You know, I, I wouldn't make any sweeping generalization because that's just not who I am. But I got to tell you that um, we find fans everywhere uh, and, and we find people to collaborate, collaborate with everywhere. Um, the, the nature of social media has just changed the game. You know, uh, now uh, if you can uh, produce something yourself at home, Uh, or if you're still working in a studio um, and you can get that uh, through file sharing um, and you make good connections with people. Uh, you know, I stumbled across uh, uh, Stefan Anderson, uh, the, the guy who played bass on Pavlov's Dog, uh, uh, on Twitter. And mm -hmm. I, was just talk I was just talking with him and we happened to then go to some radio station things together. Uh, and uh, he said, hey, man, you know, when are we going to do a song? And I said, you know, I never even thought about that, but you are such a, a tremendous bassist that I'll play guitar instead of my usual, I'm usually the bass player, and let's write a song, man. And uh, I got to tell you that the the most uh, uh, creative thing happens when you don't know where someone's going to come from. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. The the His his bass line was so good, and it's not at all what I would have written as a bassist. Um, and that's exciting.
So you get to, to learn new stuff from, from different people. You get to learn from each other. I always, I always joke with him now that I want to steal his bass tone and one day he'll reveal the secret to me of how he's doing it. <laughs> now, um, of course, you know, in, in every, uh, let's say normal band, you get to uh, work on the songs. Then you go all together in the same studio trying to record it. And right. then eventually you, you perform on gigs. So mm-hmm. for you, that's not that practically, I, I can presume. It's, it's a double-edged sword. Um, and what I actually am looking forward to is um, what we're thinking is we're going to do a stripped-down acoustic version uh, or so, of some of these songs because I wouldn't try uh, and, uh, and emulate the artistry of, for example, Stefan's bass line. Um, uh, so what I will do instead is uh, maybe break down the song into a, a three-piece uh, acoustic version And then get a chance to play, you know, at some venues uh, here regionally. And then maybe someday uh, uh, Adam and Stefan will let me crash on their floor over in, in Sweden and I can play over there too. I think that would be great. Yeah, I was just uh, trying to suggest that perhaps one day you, you, all, you guys get to meet each other and then, then perform uh, here in Europe all together. Absolutely. I'm down for that. I want to want to see uh, Derek Yap, uh, who I'm working on uh, right now, something with uh, with him. Uh, from the Ice Crystals. I want to go over there to uh, to the UK and play there and visit my buddies in Sweden and Luxembourg and in Belgium too. Yeah, Belgium's not that far. And of course, it's really close to uh, Luxembourg. So it's mm-hmm. only uh, about a two-hour drive. And I've been to Sweden before. So uh, it's not that far. You know, I think it's about, yeah, one hour and a half uh, on, on the plane. Awesome. So it's well, if you if you let me crash on your floor, David, I'll come. Um, I, I don't have a lot of room, but um, you can you can crash by, not a problem at all. All right, you heard it here. I'm, I'm close to Brussels, so close to the airport here in Belgium. So, um, yeah, that's not a problem at all. <laughs> Excellent. Now, uh, for you personally, because you, know, you started at a young age, you have different bands. Um, is there anyone you looked up to when you were younger? You know, oh, some, yes. some idol or... I know that one of your common uh, questions is to ask, what was the first album that you ever got? That, that's correct. And, and, and I can tell you what it was. Um, my... Uh, My older sister was a, was a heavy influence on me. You know, I always stole her Led Zeppelin and Beatle records. But uh, <laughs> the very first album that I ever got was one that was given to me, actually, by one of her boyfriends. And uh, it is probably the single most uh, influential album uh, to me musically, the thing that's in- influenced me very much musically. Uh, and it's actually the third album uh, from uh, Peter Gabriel uh, before he started to, uh, to title his albums when he was really... Uh, Uh, avant-garde after he got out of Genesis and uh, it's known as uh, as Melt uh, kind of informally but it's his third album and most people uh, kind of know Peter Gabriel from the, the 90s with the whole sledgehammer thing and that kind of makes my stomach turn a little bit because I think <laughs> it, think back to his earlier albums uh, and he's a, an amazing songwriter pretty much every song on that album uh, is a classic to me uh, it's got Biko and Games Without Frontiers and Intruder and Uh, no self-control, uh, and hugely, hugely influential to me. Um, as well as uh, I like uh, uh, Beck's Odelay, uh, R.E.M., uh, pretty much anything from them, Document. Uh, I was a huge, back in the day, I was a huge Cure fan. And uh, growing up in the Chicago area, 
uh, you could not escape being a, a Smashing Pumpkins fan. And uh, so <laughs> Siamese Dream was an influential album for me, too. Now, of course, uh, all, all the great legends uh, originate from the States. Um, I, is it something that, that you know, has been brewing uh, in the States? Is it something, is it in the culture? Is it in, in the way uh, you, you guys live, the, like the promised land or... Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, there's exciting music happening everywhere. I can find uh, people that just blow me away. You know, I mentioned how social media has changed the game. Um, I really believe that. And it is a joy to me to get onto uh, something like uh, SoundCloud or, or Reverb Nation and just, you know, go down the rabbit hole and see what I can find because there's exciting stuff happening everywhere. And I want to steal it all. <laughs> and, and do you think social media, uh, in your case, is a blessing or a curse? I think it's a blessing. Um, I, I've met people that I never would have met, you know, just uh, playing the local scene for another 10 years. Uh, and really, uh, effectively, um, being able to, to, to connect with people um, and, and have them hear your music and hear their music changes you. You know what I mean? And it changes where you're going. Uh, and that matches up with the philosophy of Darling Serpents perfectly. You know, it's not about uh, having a fixed idea. It's about reacting to the beautiful things that happen during the creative process. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's I believe it's a great thing. Social media. I think perhaps the the yeah you know the, the music business just has to evolve with its time and um, because you know um, I, I often hear uh, the reflection that nowadays music artists uh, just have to have a good performance you know to to make a living out of it because yeah. they can't get uh, you know those let's say big bucks uh, from selling the records. Because yeah. everything's online, you know, everything's right. downloadable, illegal or not. Um, yeah, it, it just changed the game, and perhaps the music business isn't wasn't ready for it. Um, yeah. But I'm sure there are a couple of, of you know, like new uh, newly found ideas, like for example, Darling Serpents, because you know, uh, without social media, that wouldn't be possible. That's right. That's right. Imagine uh, writing a letter to, to contact different persons you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I may, actually, I want to respond to uh, uh, a uh, thing that you guys were talking about in your middle church interview. Of course. And uh, I found it really interesting. Uh, it was the, the situation where somebody came up to uh, uh, the person you're interviewing. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, with, uh, uh, with the copied CD. You mean. Yeah, with the copied <laughs> CD. And said, could you please sign this? And, and he rightfully so said, you know, hey, I won't sign your your cop burn CD that you created, the artwork for, for whatever. And I thought about what would I do in that situation if somebody came up to me and said, you know, hey, man, would you sign this? I think I might sign it, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, I, I'm more about uh, 
the person enjoying it. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that they enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I don't ever expect to make a million dollars as a musician, to be honest with you. Um, it's more about me. I, it has to come out. They, you know, I, there's no way I could not do it. You know, it's a, uh, uh, an artistic expression. And if, if only one person heard it, uh, and, and thought it was okay. And even if they didn't think it was okay, it was still going to happen. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I totally get what he's saying. That was really kind of rude for that guy to walk up with a burn CD, but I think I might have signed it. And perhaps, you know, when you sign it, um, he notices you have the, the, the respect also because he had, perhaps he didn't have the money before, but perhaps in the future he has and he will buy everything, you know, because just That's because you had the respect to, yeah, did you did sign it, you know, even if it was a burned copy. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yep. Who knows? You know, no one can predict the future. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, um, you, if you had you had your your idols, you've had uh, you know already the, those international uh, cooperations. Yeah. Um, is it for you? You know, you know, how do you guys do it? You know, you, because you know uh, you can't go to the same uh, studio together. Yeah, so that's right. What do you do? So you, you perform a, a part and you send it through, or, or how do you guys work in general? Well, it works in a, in, in, in a secret fashion, David, but I'll tell you. Okay. Here's how, here's how <laughs> I'll, I'll turn off the, the recording for a second. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, uh, the way that we work is that um, somebody will have an idea on whatever instrument, um, and we actually often encourage people to uh, play something that is not their standard instrument. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, it evolves from there. You know, it'll go into a, a Dropbox folder, a file sharing service, and uh, people can listen to it and they'll say, you know what, I want to lay some drums to this and see what I come up with. Or, hey, you know what, that inspires me. I want to play some guitar over it and, and see what you like. And then we kind of communicate uh, via uh, Twitter or Facebook. Um, sometimes we'll do it through uh, a, a closed secret group that's just us, you know, so that we keep it all hush hush until we can release <laughs> it to everybody. Uh, sometimes it's more open than that. And, and uh, uh, one of the, uh, the the fun things is that I mentioned that uh, I met uh, Stefan Anderson, uh, who uh, played bass for us on uh, Pavel's Augen, and he and Adam both are uh, members of a band called uh, The Bedlam Vault, which I really enjoy. Um, they, uh, 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 Stefan will sometimes when they're working on a song, will uh, catch me on Facebook and say, "Hey man, will you just listen to this? Tell me what you think about the mix." And so then I go, "Oh, that's great, you know." And and oh, you should more bass, more bass, more bass, you know. <laughs> and then then he'll say, you know, uh, you know, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I say, you know, I think that this guy would be a great guitarist. Uh, For, for this thought that you know you're not uh, going to pursue at the bedlam vault or um you know hey you know this one part that you were playing in the song we're working on let's take that it's not right for the song let's take that and we'll, let's flush it out and make a whole new song and so uh it kind of works uh it evolves uh naturally you know uh based on uh, getting excited about something and i think that's the way it ought to be If I understand correctly, you're, you're, one day you're, you're, you're playing the Freemasons, and on the other day you're Jerry Springer show uh, live and public. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly right. <laughs> I don't even know if that exists in, anymore. The, the Jerry Springer show. We used to have it about uh, 10 years ago. I, I've, 
to get I think so. I just never have time to watch TV anymore, so I don't know. That I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same here, so another problem. Now, um, you know, if you guys would could come together um, and, and would perform uh, uh, yeah, some gigs together, um, is there any music venue you would like to play or any uh, concert, festival, anything that pops up? Oh, wherever they will have us, I will be there, is all I'm saying. Um, as I mentioned, uh, we're, we're, I'm, I'm working through a uh, three-piece uh, stripped-down acoustic version, um, and maybe uh, in June I'd like to hit some venues uh, in bigger cities like Chicago or Kansas City or St. Louis, uh, and we'll see where it goes. But in terms of uh, uh, what festival, if they'll have us, we'll be there because, you know... <laughs> So uh, Woodstock, uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, yeah, Wembley uh, Stadium, yeah. <laughs> Lollapalooza, we're there. I don't care. <laughs> okay. So ev everywhere uh, they'll take you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds great. So, uh, is there anyone listening uh, that would like to have some some in in yeah, let's say experimental uh, yeah experimental music because you know I I I, I see that as a quite a challenge, of course. Um, It's the first, and to be honest, I, I've interviewed uh, a, a whole lot of groups up to now, mm -hmm. but it's the first time that I have something this unique, in fact. Um, oh, so, so you. But it's, it's true because, you know, um, I think for you guys, it's just, it, it sounds even more difficult than it already is when you're doing it with a band that is like, you know, uh, two feet away from you. Um, So it's 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 a challenge, I think, and and that was that's what makes it fun, no? It's a beautiful challenge, David. Um, and like I said, um, one of the things that I missed when I was grinding it out every day, you know, slugging through those uh, those those local and regional touring bands, is that uh, the excitement of you know you write something. If you're a songwriter and you're in a band with with other songwriters, there are going to be things that you create that just don't fit with you know the current uh makeup of your band you know what i mean and so with the way that this is designed um it's 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 new every day and it, there's excitement and and i stumble across a steel guitar player on uh on soundcloud and i, and I beg them and i say please come you know and listen to this and i know it's not what you usually do and just come on let's make something beautiful together and you'd be surprised at at, at the response that you get you know because you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself When you do that, you're limiting yourself and you're not fulfilling yourself musically. And that's what I'm, I, I really want. But it's really nice because, you know, um, the, the suggestion you make just right now is mm -hmm. actually something people should do in nowadays life. You know, yeah. get out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and, and start living, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen so, to that. So actually, this interview is not only an interview with the Darling Servants, but it's also, you know, uh, uh, let's say... Uh, um, an open calling to everyone who's listening, who's like, okay, I want to step out of my comfort zone. I want to create something new. Agreed. Agreed. So this, uh, you know, if, if you would, uh, let's say if you would have to, um, yeah, sell the idea to, mm -hmm. to all musicians who are listening right now, what would you say? I would say that everybody, if you're a songwriter uh, or you're uh, a musician with interests that are more than just where your your current band is that it's okay to reach out and to 
you know, try something new and exciting because that first, when you first get together with a group of guys, you know, uh, in a traditional makeup and you start jamming and you start coming up with ideas and everything, that is the exciting thing for me, you know, even more than, you know, when you have the, the finished product and you, you know, everyone listens to it and they say they like this, they don't say they don't like that. The most important thing to me is, is that moment when you're together with the other musicians and you're just riffing off each other. And imagine doing that with somebody that you've never done it with before, someone who's not just a hard rock guy or someone who's not just another uh, R&B player. You know what I mean? Imagine doing that with someone that is totally not someone that you would usually work with and what can happen. So in short, if you would like to cheat on your previous song, just <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> Now, uh, where, where can we, we all follow you? Uh, do you guys have a website or a Facebook page, um, Twitter, things like that? Yeah, they can find us on Facebook. Uh, just look for Darling Serpents. Twitter, same. SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, wherever you look, we're going to be. Okay, so... Um, All, all those cheating, uh, cheating songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and often what, often what we'll do, David, as a matter of fact, is that um, we have a, an EP out, and it's on all the major outlets on iTunes and Amazon. Uh, but when we uh, come up with our with our new things, um, we we like to give it away. Uh, and so for the the last uh, two singles, and we have another one coming out probably in a week or two, uh, that is really exciting, very very exciting. Um, We give it away uh, on the social media sites, and then when we get a couple, we might put it together on an, on an EP, and and then if you want to buy it, you can buy it. But you know, the mo most important thing is that if we find something that we love and, and we put it together, that we want people to have it. So that's the way we work. Okay, so that's a nice tune-in for our listeners. They can all listen to your music, and they can just enjoy uh, the unique way of working together. Yes. <laughs> now, um, I see we're already up to uh, over 20 minutes now, so um, I, I kind of have to wrap up uh, this interview. But, um, but one final question. Uh, I love to, to ask uh, if you would have to put something on your bucket list. You know, it doesn't have to do with, with the music. Uh, it's something personal. What would it be? Oh, boy, on my bucket list, huh? Well, I mentioned uh, before that... Uh, um, There are admirable people in all uh, areas of music for me. Um, I would have loved to have been part of the uh, the recent uh, Peter Gabriel uh, covers uh, project, uh, but it would it would mean a lot to me uh, if I could uh, uh, find uh, an artist that I very much admire and uh, be able to uh, to cover one of their songs uh, in uh, in my own my own style. So okay, so that's also a reach out for everyone who's yeah. listening. If they ever do, if they ever do a, a Beck one or, or you know something like that, I would love to be on that. Okay, but of course we wish you the best of luck in every project you're going to pursue. No, oh, thank you very much, David. You too. And of course, thanks for making the time for this interview. And I'm sure we'll hear each other very, very soon. Okay. Take care, David. Take care. Bye bye.